We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, episode four, ladies and gentlemen, of the miniseries, breaking down quarterbacks from the 2023 NFL Draft class. And guys, you can just see the guy across from me having a huge, he's hiding that smile, he's hiding a smirk on his face, because guys, this is his guy, his number one, the president, I think, of the... uh, Anthony Richardson fan club here as Landon. And that's right. We're going to talk about Florida quarterback, Anthony Richardson, whose name has been climbing ever since the season ended and a lot of different ways. Again, Anthony Richardson, six, four, 230 pounds, a behemoth of a human being, but has a lot of potential in him. Landon, I mean, where where did where did you start growing a interest in Anthony Richardson so much? If anyone follows you on Twitter, again, if you haven't, I highly encourage you to do so. You and Drake have definitely become big, big fans of Anthony Richardson. Why is that? Well, it's not just me. Like, so I did a show with uh, Zach Hicks on Locked On. We did a show together, and at that point, I was very early in the process. And, you know, he was a little bit further along as far as viewing these guys than I was. He was a big Anthony Richardson fan. And uh, he had Emory. Um, oh, let, me, let me look it up. So he had, because I'll try to point you to the podcast. Yeah, it's all good. So he had Emory Hunt on. Okay. Uh, Emory's a great guy. I actually got to connect with him at the Senior Bowl a little bit. So you don't follow him. Follow him. He is over at uh, F Ball Game Plan, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people already do follow him. But uh, so we did a show. I was on there talking about Will Levis. Emery was on there talking about Anthony Richardson. Zach's a big Anthony Richardson guy. Also, Keenan um, is a big Anthony Richardson guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I haven't really watched a ton on this guy. What am I missing that they saw? So as I've kind of gone through more and more film, I've gone, you know, we're a few months in now to really digging in deep on these quarterbacks. And we still have a long way to go, which is what's exciting. Uh, so these rankings could could change. You know, they could change after the combine. They could change after pro days. You know, you never know. So 
But the more I watched, the more I was intrigued. And, you know, I, I listened to Emory talk about Anthony Richardson. I listened to Zach talk about Anthony Richardson. And I'm, you know, sitting there it's like, okay, I really need to watch more on this kid. So I really dug into it really hard. And every game, it was, you know, there, there's good and bad, which is what we'll touch on. But every time, the good, to me, outweighed the bad as far as what he can do, the ability he put on film, not just as an athlete, but as a quarterback, as a pure pocket-passing quarterback. It's like, man, this kid has a lot of tools. And when I'm talking about tools, I'm not talking about just arm strength. And, you know, I'm talking about the way he moves in the pocket, the way he avoids sacks, the way he can manipulate defenders with his eyes, his ability to layer balls with touch, you know, on some throws, and then his ability to fit the ball in the tight windows and other throws. So he all he has that. He just doesn't have the experience and he doesn't have the consistency. So if your biggest worry to me is that you need to play more football <laughs> and you need to be a little more consistent, but I've seen all this stuff. There's actually a funny thing that Chris Ballard, you know, this is something that, I, you know, I got from him whenever I was, you know, was listening to him talk about scouting and stuff like that. He said, and I might've said it even in the last episode, Chris Ballard said, if you put it on tape, even if you show it one time, I know you can do it. So then it becomes, how do we get there consistently? Because there's a big difference in guys not being able to do something and guys being able to do it, just not consistently. So, you know, with Richardson, that was my biggest thing is like, hey, what I label him as, he's consistently inconsistent. So that's that's kind of where we need to get with him. But yeah, so shout out to Emery, shout out to Zach. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think as we've gone along in this process, you know, so this has been probably over a month or month or two for me now being a big Richardson guy. Now you're seeing a lot more people that are connected with football really come around on this kid. And I think what he's about to do at the combine, you know, this, this coming up week here, it's even, it's going to get out of control because he's going to absolutely <laughs> blow up that, you know, Indianapolis. So um, uh, I'm excited to see his growth and I mean, you know, even digging into deeper into who he is as a person and, you know, trying to talk to a few different people on him and reading up on some different things. You know, I, I kind of learned a little bit more about who he is as a person and what makes him tick and the work ethic and the character he shows and his ability to, you know, really how deeply he cares about football and how, how much he cares about his game and improving you know, it, it really even, I guess, deeper, deeper levels of love for him after finding yeah. all that stuff out. So, yeah, um, I, I'm excited, you know, to dig into this one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest, man. I, I think a month and a half ago, I was stay far away from Anthony Richardson as just about anyone else could be. Um, after talking with you for so much over the last month and with Drake and with you breaking down so much film and with a bunch of these other guys, you know, talking about the potential of Anthony Richardson, you are converting me, man. And I'm telling you right now, by the end of this combine, I might be right there with you. If Anthony Richardson goes out there and balls out, I will... I will start a petition uh, with both of us as the head of this to bring Anthony Richardson, get a petition to Chris Ballard to put Anthony Richardson at the front bullet of every quarterback in this draft class. Cause I, I watch more of this film. I see you guys talk about him so much and I, I'm starting to open my mind to the possibility of this. Uh, I think that you guys have made the point that he's actually further along in his game than some people might realize Uh, may take a year for him to finally get everything down the way he wants it. But you know, if you're willing to accept that one year, then maybe what you see in his second year might really shock some people. Uh, I would have been all for this move. if Matt Ryan didn't stink. Uh, I would have been uh, like all aboard this train, but it's not there. But well, uh, well, here's the thing too. Like before we hop into the film here, so also my Anthony Richardson to the Colts thing was very, very dependent on who they hired as their head coach. So the fact that they went out and got possibly the best head coach that he could land with outside. Of maybe because you know if he wasn't going with the Colts, I actually have some tweets in my draft tweets that I haven't even fired off yet. Is that I would have really liked to see him land with Ben Johnson in Detroit, yeah. set behind Jared Goff for a year, and then kind of take over there. I don't want him in the AFC at all. So you know if he gets to the <laughs> NFC, chill with the Lions for you know a little bit and uh, and, and take over there. That was going to be my next best scenario for him. But with you know you you see what Shane Steichen has done with a guy like Jalen Hurts, who to me he's very comparable to in a sense of, you know, just the rawness as a passer, having the ability, but just not having it consistently. And then the athleticism, um, you know, being able to get that out of a guy and then working with a guy like Justin Herbert, another guy who has all the talent in the world, was just a little bit inconsistent with it coming out of Oregon. You You didn't necessarily see it all the time there on the film, but he always had that ability. And, you know, what he was able to do with Herbert, what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts, now I'm seeing very similar parallels to those guys and Anthony Richardson. And it's like, look, we have the perfect coaching staff in place for this kid to come in to have an offense designed around his strengths while he develops those little things that he needs to work on. And then, you know, year two, like you were saying, because I also I want him to start year one. I want him to play football. That's what he needs to do. He's not going to learn holding a clipboard. You need to get him game reps. So you're probably going to take your lumps on the head year one in some moments. But then very similar to how it was with Jalen Hurts last year, very you know run-centric, trying to develop as a passer. They still made the playoffs. 
but year two, you see a much, much more refined passer that Jalen Hurts has become. And, you know, to the point to where he finished second in MVP voting. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of exciting stuff, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, the big play potential of Anthony Richardson is uh, one is incredible one. And I, I did want to touch real quick before we even get into the film. Um, you talked about his love for the game um, and you talk about the type of person that he is. Didn't I read something that his dad was like involved as a fireman or something for or he was wanting to be a fireman if football didn't turn out for him, right? Yeah, yeah. So he actually he went to a, uh, a high school down there in Florida. So he grew up in Gainesville, really just a few miles from the Florida campus. And the high school there, they they're really big on trades. As far as you know, if you want to go into a trade, they have multiple trades that you can kind of train for while you're in high school to get you ready. So outside of football, what he really wanted to do was give back to his community, and something that that's something he was really passionate about was how can I help my community? How can I help, you know, my my fellow people? And he decided on being a fireman. And, you know, it's, it's a great story. Uh, you can find it. I've got it on my Twitter if you want. Uh, I've shared it. It's a great story to read from The Athletic. Um, and it really kind of dives deep into who he is as a person and some of his stuff. And, uh, you know, to me, coming from a family of, first responders and firemen. Like I said, my dad's a firefighter. He's been a firefighter for years. My mom was the coordinator for training in Kentucky for almost 30 years. She coordinated firefighters and paramedic training. My uncle, uh, he's a flight or air evac, you know, um, you know, helicopter EMT mm-hmm. and paramedic. And then my grandfather is also an EMT. So I come from a family where, you know, that's a really big emphasis and I see the sacrifice that they make daily. And, you know, it, that's a job. It's, it's very little to no pay. Um, they don't make a ton of money, um, which luckily, you know, they've been at it long enough to where they, they do pretty decent now, but starting out, you know, you don't make a lot of money. It's a very thankless job and you're putting your life on the line to save people and to, and to help people on a daily basis it takes a very special person to do that job. So the yeah. fact that, you know, that's what he was really wanting to dedicate his life to, that really opened my eyes because I've seen the type of dedication that takes firsthand. And if, if that's what you want to do with your life, and, you know, then that just, you know, further increases my respect for, for who you are as an individual. A hundred percent. All right. Well, let's get to everybody's favorite part of the episode and Landon's waiting for this one. Uh, All right. So first play and we got a bunch of plays here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think there's a few more plays involved in this film session than there has been in a few others. So buckle up, be prepared for some great film here of Anthony Richardson. First play we have here is a nice little uh, faded out route here. It looks like something that's very simple. But as I'm sure Landon will uh, kind of break this down a little bit for us on why this play turns out to be so great. Uh, it's just another throw that is going to be, again, and I'm looking at that stripe. As Landon has converted me and make me understand, the stripes on these helmets are really helpful in these situations. Landon, uh, why don't you go ahead and break this down for us? 
Yeah, so you kind of see a little bit of disguised coverage here. They're lining up, middle field closed, uh, you know, cover one, possibly cover three. You don't really know what they're going to be running right here. But as the snap's getting ready to, you know, get taken here, you kind of see this guy fall off. They fall off now into, you know, in a, in, into a cover two. And um, what's really great about this is – this actually plays into the offense's hand. So he hits the number two here down here at the bottom and right in that pocket. But it's really, to me, more about the accuracy, the anticipation, and the ball placement of this and the arm strength to get it there because that's something you notice with him is that ball doesn't have a lot of arc on it. And, you know, the fact that you're able to fire that ball in there and keep your receiver safe, lead him out of bounds, keep him away from the hit, and you'll actually see he goes through his progressions as well here. So you'll kind of see boom, boom, not open. So he immediately hits this level of basically going through his reads. Excuse me. <laughs> All good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, hits the, uh, he hits that receiver at the bottom. And then he's making his way towards that left side. He looks right there in the middle. It freezes that top safety. And then, sure enough, it gives him this, this slot receiver gives him just enough time to get open. And I, and I love seeing that. Yeah, he um, – so I've got an animal in here. I don't know if you heard oh, it or not. I can very um, rarely <laughs> hear it. <laughs> it it's supposed to, he's supposed to be locked out. He found his way in here. He's, he's ruining uh, – my film session here um but you know so so looking here you kind of see that helmet stripe you see you know he goes to his one he goes to you know the other one and he's able to read that coverage post snap know where he's going with his ball hit his number two there in, you know in stride on the money and really you know this is something that he struggles with you know, you don't see on a consistent basis. So it's important for me to note that a lot of these plays we're going to show shows him winning from the pocket and shows his ability to win as a pure pocket passing quarterback. And now it's just like we said, it's about getting it there consistently. So I just wanted to show the ability of, hey, he can diagnose post-snap. He knows what the defense is running. He's able to go through his progressions, get his feet set, and he's able to fire a fantastic ball with accuracy and, uh, you know, arm strength into a really good window. All right. We move on to the next play. And like we said, guys, a bunch of these are just going to be a lot of throwing rather than running because we know what Anthony Richardson can do with his running ability. But, again, you're going to see play action, and Anthony Richardson just lobbed this one up. And, again, just a beautiful throw here. I mean, again, just unbelievable arch on this thing. I mean, this this ball hangs in the air forever. But, I mean, he throws this thing. I mean, he literally almost throws this thing about 60 yards and just made it look easy, and that thing just drops right into the hip pocket. Another great throw from Anthony Richardson here, man. Yeah, and, and to me, this is actually a design shot play. So you can kind of see they're lined up, two deep safeties back there, and it's just a strict post. It's a, you know, they, he's just running a post. So what they're doing now is you're attacking that middle of the field. You're attacking the middle of that cover two down deep down the field. A lot of quarterbacks don't have the ability to hit this type of deep coverage on this type of stuff. So the fact that he's able to just, 
you know, lay back there, good footwork, not real heel clicky, and just delivering an absolute dime this deep down the field. I mean, this it's just special stuff. And this is thrown from, what, the 43? He probably goes at least five yards deep into the end zone there. Yep. So yeah, this is you know sixty plus yards just with a flick and look like look at the flick too, just a flick of the wrist. It's effortless. Um, yeah. you can kind of see here. So he gets his base set, boom. Just yeah, it's a just flick. a flick. I mean, yeah, he doesn't even put. Wrist. It looks like he puts nothing on this throw at all. Yeah, I mean, it just it's... yeah, it looks easy, and, and that's what it is with this guy. Is it's just easy, and not only that, but to throw that you know right along that line so i love too the trajectory that he's throwing this the accuracy he's really he's throwing it basically down a line you'll kind of see here from this angle what we're talking about but you see how he gets it here and then just right down the middle you know yep i mean just that's, that's lob just it up perfect, and, to get yeah, under it. and it's and it's perfect ball placement it's an in stride right in the bread basket his receiver doesn't have to break his stride to catch that ball and, you know, this just gives you a glimpse into, you know, what he's able to offer you as far as arm talent and arm strength. Yep. A hundred percent. And again, what I, what I also love about, um, and the one thing with Anthony Richardson's ability to run is you always are looking at him in play action and your and defenses immediately have to admire it because that's a great thing about play action is that, you know, when Anthony Richardson has the ball, you don't want to overcommit to, um, to the run, because if you do, Anthony Richardson is more than capable of taking the ball and at any moment's notice, being able to break off a big run. Cause he is just as athletic as anyone else out there on the football field. And that's a great situation. If you're at the Indianapolis Colts with a running back like Jonathan Taylor, if you decide to run a lot more of that RPO or play action style, that helps Jonathan Taylor a lot to deal with those extra defenders. So uh, really love, really love what I saw there from Anthony Richardson. We move into another play here, a couple plays here from the Tennessee game. Just again, another play where he steps up, you know, another play action, ran a lot of this and just another move. The pocket would have loved to have seen a little bit of a better throw here though, Landon. Yeah, yeah, to me. So this can be kind of a positive and a negative at the same time. So you can have good and bad in the same play. To me, this should have been a touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, you would love to see him lead his receiver up the field, kind of throw it a little bit more, you know, in stride to where he's able to catch and get into the end zone with some yards after catch. But you kind of see another example, though, of what he can do, you know, and, and I think part of this, too. So you can kind of see the heel click there right before he releases that ball. This is kind of some of the more accuracy-related stuff that can kind of get him in trouble, but his arm is just so good that you're still able to yeah. get the ball. So you kind of see he'll click, he'll click, ball comes out, you know, click, click, you know. So that's stuff that you really would like to see him get back in the get back in the pocket, get his feet set, deliver a better trajectory, leading his receiver into the end zone. But we also have to acknowledge the way he's able to go through his progressions here. He's still able to deliver. I mean, this is, that's not an easy pass to make regardless, you know, it's still completed. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that can be cleaned up. Is it still a positive play? Absolutely. Could it have been better? Could it have ended up with a touchdown for sure? So yeah, we, we need to set and acknowledge like, Hey, this is a great throw. This is a tough throw for any quarterback to make. This is tough, but it can be even better. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I I could imagine that he's probably seen this play from not only uh, his own coaches, but probably at, throughout interview processes with NFL teams when they show him plays like that. This play is probably going to be brought up quite a few times where he'll just get mentioned like, hey, great throw. But I mean, if you lead this receiver on, if you leave this ball in a little bit further instead of throwing more of that back shoulder, then my goodness. I mean, again, like th- that's a touchdown, like you said, and feels like that's what a lot of Anthony Richardson plays are like they they end up being uh, converted plays and they move the downs, but it just feels like. Sometimes that uh, consistent inconsistency is what ends up, you know, keeping them from making big plays, even bigger plays. Right. And, you know, to me, like I said, this is all footwork related stuff. Most quarterbacks coming into into the NFL and most coming, you know, coming out of college, they deal with these, this, these same footwork. You know, trying to get rid of a little bit of heel clicks, trying to get off of your toes. So you can see he's a little bit, you know, toesy there as well. So if you're able to really kind of coach this stuff, and this is very like this is a simple fix. This isn't anything that, you know, you're going to have to spend a ton of time on, you know, as far as getting him because we see that progression as the season goes on where, you know, his footwork does get cleaned up. He gets a little bit more accurate, he gets a little bit better as the season goes on. So what that kind of tells me is, hey, he's able to take coaching. He's able to, you know, apply that coaching to the field. He's going to work hard at his craft. And, you know, he's been training down in uh, Jacksonville, I believe, you know, ever, ever since the season ended. So he's it's something he's clearly aware of. And it's something he's working on. But, yeah, this, I mean, it's but that just goes to show you that's the fine level of detail that comes with making plays because most fans are going to see this play and they're going to say, Hey, that's awesome. That's a ridiculous throw. And it is, it's a difficult throw to make, but it could be even better. A hundred percent. All right. We move on to another play here against Tennessee. The same thing. Uh, This is, you know, a little bit on the athletic side of things. And this just goes to show you just how, effortless it is for Anthony Richardson when you know you give him a chance to do these plays on the outside and you know this is kind of a dynamic here uh Landon that you know the Colts just don't have you know this kind of guy that can just burst out to the edge and make these kinds of plays and you know this is what is I'm assuming this is kind of just like a stunt to make you think that he's actually going to throw the ball when in actuality, by the time the defense realizes that it's not a throw, it's too late. Anthony Richardson has already got his seal blocks on the outside edge and there's just nothing they can do about it. Yeah. So to me, this is just bad coverage in general. This is bad defense from Tennessee and any like this is just this is one of the easier touchdowns you're going to see. So anytime you have a mobile quarterback back there, this kind of goes to show you how difficult it is to play man against Anthony Richardson. Is because you see, you know, if they send wide receiver in motion, the safety switch off, so they're running single high, and now you're 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 wanting that number two to come down and make that play. So uh, you'll see number two switch back to the back here. That's the guy that has the quarterback. And at this point, just off the jump, you're done. There's nothing you can do to stop this. And 
you know, is this bad defense? Do they benefit from that? Absolutely. But I just wanted to kind of showcase, because we didn't do a lot of rushing things, but I wanted to showcase kind of what you can expect from him in the red zone and, you know, especially deep here in the red zone. This stuff is tough to stop for any level, whether it's college, high school, NFL. If you have a quarterback that can do this type of stuff, it opens up so many more possibilities for you. And it makes your offense, your red zone offense, one of the more difficult offenses to stop, you know, in whatever level of football you're playing in. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 100%. And yeah, like you said, just losing that outside contain by Tennessee there was just really, really bad. All right. We move on to another play here. This is a uh, impro- improvised play here for Anthony Richardson. I saw this play a few, I think it was a week or two ago, and uh, I don't remember who it was uh, that showed me this play. But, I mean, this is, again, just a- another one of those plays, those magician plays where it just doesn't seem like it's there, but Anthony Richardson just able to make the play while on the run. I mean, this this is a really good play here, Landon. Yeah, and there's multiple layers to this as well. So obviously the ability to escape, you know, throw while on the move, deliver an accurate ball. But there's some little nuances here that I kind of want to point out. First of them being the way he manipulates these defenders with his eyes. And, you know, he, he basically causes this route to become an open open throw. And it's still a tough throw. But what he does with his eyes, you kind of see the way he looks off here. And then you see this little look off here. He draws this defender on the right. He holds him long enough to allow, you know, 14, if you'll see it from the other angle. If you watch 14 back there, you'll watch, see how he moves him with his eyes right there. And then that creates an open throwing Mm -hmm. lane that he's able to hit. And whenever you see this type of stuff from a college quarterback, you know, this is the stuff that makes you say, Hey, he's, he already has the ability to do this stuff. There's not a lot of quarterbacks coming out that do, and this is not something really that is easily learned. You know, it's not something once you get into the league that you, you really see improve from guys. That's something that he already has in his toolbox. And it's a little bit why I wanted to show, Hey, is this a great play? Is he able to make a fantastic throw on the run, fit that ball in between three guys? Absolutely. But how does he get there? What's the process to get there? So you kind of see him go through his reads. That's not open. That's not open. Let me go make a play. And his ability to manipulate these defenders with his legs and with his eyes, because 
you kind of see not even just with the eye. So you see he kind of holds the linebacker there because of his movement. That guy can't drop back into coverage. Mm. He moves number 14 with his eyes. That guy, you know, pulls up. You see, boom. So right there, because normally if he doesn't make this move where he's looking right there at this defender, this guy's staying in that zone, and this throw is either going to end up as an interception or an incompletion. But the way he's able to manipulate those defenders with his legs and with his eyes, he's able to create an open throwing lane, and it's just a fantastic throw on the run to fit that ball in there. Yeah, I mean, I love this play uh, from everything you mentioned. I mean, you're being able to manipulate players with your eyes and with your feet. I mean, it's a great concept. And just, and for, you know, the knack that Anthony Richardson has on him, which is people are saying like, you know, sometimes he has a tendency to just take off. Right. But I mean, this play just shows you the exact opposite where it's like, no, he he is still looking down the field, despite the fact that he's moving, you know, that's something that is great for the next level because you can't in the next level, you have to know sometimes when to tuck it and just go or to end up, you know, keeping your eyes down the field, try to see if something's open down there still. And and it's good to see, you know, Anthony Richardson still have that ability to be able to do that from both sides. And I mean, like you said, I mean, looking, uh, looking one defender off and keeping another defender down due to his ability to move. I mean, this is, this might be one of Anthony Richardson's best throws, to be honest with you. Yeah, and this is stuff you see on Sundays, every Sunday at, at a high level. So all the great quarterbacks, they have this ability. And like I said, it's something that when you come into the league, it's not easily learned. It's one of those few things that is it impossible to learn? No, I'm not going to say it's impossible because I don't think anything's impossible with the right work ethic. But it's very, very difficult to learn. Like you, you almost never see it. And also to the throw to lead his receiver on the inside, allow him to catch the ball and protect himself. You know, that that's another great, you know, little idiosyncrasy to point out here because you'll see that safety coming down. He's able to, you know, allow his receiver to catch it, kind of tuck and prepare for that hit. So, you know, fantastic accuracy, but, you know, kind of wanted to show the ability to manipulate guys, you know, with his feet and with his eyes because that's some special, like that's that's high level NFL quarterback stuff right there. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go into now a couple of different plays here showing what we were talking about earlier, the consistent inconsistencies here. Uh, you're gonna, I think Landon put together several different clips here of just a couple different misses, you know, just a couple of throws where Richardson has it and it just, it's just inaccurate. Uh, and you know, it's unfortunate that's part of his game and it's something that is going to have to be worked on. But I mean, again, if you're willing to accept this and work with it and understand that there will probably be a few throws that Richardson could have made, but just couldn't quite do it. I mean, then you would be able to look past this, but I mean, and even from these incompletions, uh, Land, and I think it uh, honestly sometimes paints an incomplete picture. I think uh, what we were talking about earlier with the one with uh, where he was throwing it to his receiver against Tennessee and he ended up going out of bounds. Again, there's a lot of throws that he makes that are end up being completions 
but there could have been a lot more had he actually made a better throw. So while this shows the incompletions, I mean, sometimes his completions end up having the same kind of result or feeling to it. Yeah, and a lot of these, too, they showcase it's, it's footwork-related stuff. So you can see, like here, you know, moving to the right, he's not able to get his you know shoulders square here on this one, and he just kind of throws it behind his receiver. Uh, almost, you know, you would really like to see him kind of set his feet. You know, there's that's something he's going to have to learn at the next level is kind of when to keep running and make a throw on the run and kind of when to set your feet. And a lot of these, like this one here, you kind of see that he'll click, you know, click, click. You see those happy feet, and he's not able to plant. He's not able to really – you see the he'll click there. Like, that footwork is awful there. So um, – and there's a few of these where he misses where he has some decent footwork. He just doesn't get lined up correctly out of the snap. So, like, this one, this is more of an upper body thing for me is this throw right here. And I know he's got a guy at his feet, so he's not able to step into it. But you would kind of like to see it, you know – his feet lined up a little bit more to where he needs to throw the ball and possibly not try to, you know, fully strong arm this. So that was one of the throws where he's not able to step up, but he just tries to arm this thing, you know, a hundred percent and you end up missing it. Whereas like this one here, you kind of see where he's not lined up. Like where is he lined up to throw straight to the middle of the field. And so that's why you see this ball here, you know, where you would like to see him when he gets back into his drop already be lined up to throw to his guy. And so that's why you see that, you know, kind of drift on him a little bit there. And then we can kind of go into a few more. We already touched on this one. It's about getting your shoulders square. Uh, kind of the same thing with this one here. Just, you know, bad footwork. He's not lined up correctly. Um, you know, you kind of see that plant. He's just lined up. That, you know, the ball goes where his feet are lined up. He's just lined up too far outside. So these are just little things that he needs to work with as far as with his footwork and a little bit of shoulder work uh, as far as getting the shoulders square that, you know, you would like to see improve at the next level. And I think a lot of this stuff will be improved with time, with repetition, with proper coaching, because what's crazy is Florida didn't actually have a quarterback coach on their roster. Really? So they, yeah, yeah, they didn't have a quarterback coach. So he's working throughout the whole season without a quarterback coach. And um, he's basically learning all this stuff that he needs to learn as far as footwork, accuracy, all that stuff in the offseason on his own time. And um, I think once you kind of get to that next level and you're able to, you know, get the proper coaching, the proper technique, the repetitions, a lot of this stuff can be ironed out. So if you, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, if your biggest issue to me is this, you need proper coaching and you need repetitions and you're going to get that, especially with the Indianapolis Colts, as I think we all assume, you know, with the Colts, then I'm not really that worried about him being raw because so many of the things he does as a pocket passer, you can't really learn. But the things that he needs to work on are easily learned. And, you know, it's a big struggle for a lot of guys coming in. So, um, you know, he because he, sh he shows the ability. That's that's what I want to touch on here is because you hear, you know, you heard from Chris Ballard. You know, people will bring it up. It's like, you know, is accuracy something that can be learned? Generally, no. But he has shown the ability to be accurate. So now it's about getting that accuracy there consistently. 
because we know he can do it, but now we just need to find out a way to where he can do it on a consistent basis. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the accuracy point definitely is very interesting. Um, you can you can learn to be accurate by simply doing the same repetitions a hun- hundreds of thousands of times, and at some point, your body just gets to a point where it can make those throws. Uh, without even trying because it knows how to do it. Of course, some guys are just gifted with insane accuracy uh, that just wows everyone. But yeah, for Anthony Richardson's sake, he has the ability to be accurate. Like you said, it's it, it's going to take more time. Uh, I think you and I mentioned it in, I don't know if it was in one of these videos or if it was in a different video, but we were talking about how Richardson has played the least amount of games of all the quarterbacks that we have, uh, that we're going to be talking about in this mini series. So, you know, that amount of extra time, you know, that's something that needs to be learned. We talked about that with Jacob Eason. When Jacob Eason was drafted, uh, everyone said that was his biggest knock was the fact that the guy only played one season. And we come to find out and Landon, especially recently, I think within the last five years, you've seen multiple quarterbacks come into the NFL only playing one season and they just don't pan out or they struggle right off the bat because they're just not as experienced as some of these other guys are. They don't have time to hone in on their skills and do all this other stuff. And I think that's a very important thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, getting those reps and getting those live reps, especially the repetition. That's a big thing for him. And that's also, too, though, why I don't have a problem with him leaving for the NFL and going back to Florida. Because, like I said, they don't have a quarterback coach on the roster. What is going back to Florida? Like, what's he going to learn from Florida? Nothing. Mm -hmm. But he'll learn a lot in the NFL. And he's going to get great coaching. You know, you hope, depending on where he's drafted, he gets the proper coaching and the proper repetitions. And this stuff, you know, his accuracy issues don't stem from an inability to be accurate. They stem from footwork issues that can be corrected. And if you can correct those issues, he's already shown the ability to manipulate guys, to throw, you know, with touch, to throw with anticipation, to make plays. And, you know, for guys, I know you brought up Jacob Eason, that's something that he never showed. You know, he never showed anticipation. He never showed touch. He never showed any of that other stuff. So, you know, there's this connotation that, Hey, if you know we we bring out this guy that didn't work out, oh well, that's who this guy's going to be. They're wildly different players because Jacob yeah. Eason never showed any of that in college. Anthony Richardson has shown it. Now it's just getting it out consistently. And I know, like that's going to be like the big thing that we're going to keep harping on is he just needs rep and and you know coaching, reps and coaching. That's it. And if you can, because we know we've seen it in real time. One of the biggest things with quarterbacks is we, you want to see them improve over time. And he's done that. You're not worried about that with him because he improved over time as the season got on. You very rarely saw him make the same mistake multiple times. Once he made a mistake, you didn't really see it that often, um, you know, as far as diagnosing coverages and making the correct reads and getting the ball. Sometimes you would even see it in the course of a, the same game. So in Tennessee, there were some plays. If you go back and watch the full game, he misses two or three throws, you know, that are there wide open in that first half of the game. In the second half, 
he comes out and he hits those throws. And, you know, so you're able to see that growth even in real time in the same game where it's like, okay, well, he recognizes now, hey, this guy's open. I'm going to take this and, and hit it. And he does that. So there, there's a lot of things to love about Anthony Richardson's film. There's a lot of things, you know, that are bad with it too. So that's that's kind of what we wanted to showcase here with all these clips is, hey, is he inaccurate? Yes, to an extent. Does he have the ability to be an accurate quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, the final play. And it was the first game of this last season, the game that everyone realized Anthony Richardson could be a problem. And this is really... Just, I mean, this is athletic 2.0. I mean, this is just like, I don't know if there, there might be one or two quarterbacks in the NFL. I think only Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson are capable of pulling off a move like this, Landon. Uh, and everyone knows well, what say, I'm talking about here. Say, You're just going to see whoop, spin, spin away from another guy. Just decide midair. I'm not going to throw it. and. I mean, I mean, this is just, that's just remarkable. Now, the funny thing is like, that might be a really bad idea to do that in the NFL. Cause maybe this guy decides to just flatten him instead of last second, uh, you know, pulling back, but nonetheless, Landon, I mean, that is insanely impressive. Yeah, this, this is a crazy play. This is, and I kind of debated on not even putting this play in here. Uh, you know, to kind of go over, but you know, I did. I, I couldn't help myself. It's just such a special play. And <laughs> you're right, man. There, there might be you know only a couple guys in the entire league that can do this. I think number 15 in Kansas City is a guy that you could probably see a move like this from. Um, you know, just because he's capable of some like pretty, pretty crazy stuff. I know he's um, wizardry, but I don't know if he's pulling this off. I just don't, I know, I know Patrick is unbelievable. I just don't know if we're seeing this kind of move in his bag. I just don't know if he's quite athletic enough to pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy play and it just goes to showcase that, you know, with all the other little things that we've shown in this film, as far as, you know, like I said, his ability to throw the ball with touch, his ability to manipulate defenders from the pocket with his eyes um, his ability to get out into the open field and create plays. This is kind of the crown jewel of that, because if you can hone in on all that other stuff and you just, you know, improve his footwork a little bit and, you know, get it to a point to where it's consistent, then if you allow him to go out and do this kind of stuff, I mean, this goes to show you, like I said, he might have the upside to be the best, you know, if not second best, you know, quarterback in all of football. Yep. Just finds the guy in the back of the end zone uh, uncovered. And I mean, it, it all stems from his ability to get outside. I mean, the crazy part is, is he is backing up. I mean, he jumps, he's he, and he's backing up and the other guy is still unable to tackle him. And he's just that quick getting out of that spot, which is it, it's like Braxton Miller almost to a point when Braxton was at Ohio state. I mean, just the footwork is insane. Just pop right off that heel and just being able to roll out that quickly and away from defenders like that. I mean, 
again, only few guys in the NFL that could ever pull something that athletic and that special off. And the, and he could definitely be one of them. So I, I, I love it, man. I'll tell you what, I, I'm telling you what right now, Landon, I don't know if you saw the tweet yet, but you have converted me. I am at this point now where I feel like if, if the Colts land Anthony Richardson, I would be a happy man. And I do believe, like you said, with Shane Steichen now being the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, I feel like Shane could definitely utilize Anthony Richardson in a lot more ways while he learns the game, how to get the most out of him in the, in the short term and in the long term. Yeah, I agree, man. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're joining us here over on the bandwagon, which, you know, <laughs> like I said, it, it, it's all kind of subjective. Um, like I said, this is just in my personal opinion on who I would take. I don't know if the Colts will, you know, obviously follow that just because they might value things a little bit differently than I do. And, and they probably end up doing, but um, doing that. But I mean, it's, it just clearly, like I said, it shows the abilities that he has. And it's something that I really wanted to touch on in this video, which is why I didn't put a lot of like the special plays he makes as a runner in because I wanted to kind of show people that, hey, maybe there's something to this kid as far as being a pocket passer as well. And I think that's who he wants to be. He wants to be that guy that can kill you from the pocket. And he has a lot of little things in his game that translate to a very high level at the NFL. So, um, yeah, I, I hope, you know, everybody enjoyed this. I hope you learned something new about Anthony Richardson, or maybe if you thought he was just some raw blank canvas, um, you know, maybe, maybe we change your mind a little bit to maybe say, well, Hey, he's maybe not as raw as what we thought. And, uh, you know, with a little bit of experience and a little bit of fine tuning and coaching, this kid has the, has the chance to be special. And again, guys, we'll have one more episode after this. Uh, so be sure to look, be on the lookout for that one. And if you haven't seen episodes one, two, or three, I highly encourage you check that out. And again, guys, this is just how important film is for this. We can always look at the numbers. And of course, numbers do tell a story, but they only tell so much of a story. And I think it's important that you know, guys like Landon, guys like uh, Zach Hicks and a few others that break these things down and show people like myself and our fan base kind of just uh, make people understand that there are more aspects to this game than what we realize. Because I told you, Landon, I, I was one of those people that thought he was way too raw and I thought that there was just no way. And then, of course, I've been seeing all the film that you've been showing me and you've been putting out on Twitter and everything else. And now I'm just starting to get a better understanding of how good Anthony Richardson actually is, with the exception of him learning a few more things. But again, guys, this is episode number four breakdown of Anthony Richardson. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the series. Leave us a like and leave us a comment on how you're enjoying it so far. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.